Chapter Fifteen of Lancashire by Francis Archibald Bruton. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. The Fylde. The square-shaped peninsula that bulges out on the west of Lancashire, between the estuaries of the Ribble and the Lune, is the western half of the ancient hundred of Amounderness, and is known as the Fylde or Field. The name seems to have originated as an abbreviation of its earlier designation as the Wheatfield of Amounderness. Amounderness itself being the ness or promontory of a certain Hogemund. The name Amounderness occurs in Doomsday, but there may be a much earlier reference to it in connection with the gift of land to Wilfrid, Bishop of York in the seventh century. This part, wrote Camden, at the beginning of the seventeenth century, yieldeth plenty of oats, but is not so apt to bear barley. However, it is full of fresh pasture, especially to the seaside, where it is partly champagne ground. Leland, writing three quarters of a century later, found the seaward portion sore destitute of wood. It is the pleasant green tract of country that, opening out on the left, comes as a relief to the traveller by the main line from the south, after he has been whirled across the coal-field and has passed Preston, and it lies upon part of the broad band of new red sandstone that sweeps round the western and southern sides of the county, from the estuary of the Loon to beyond Manchester. The best view of it is obtained from the summit of Parlick Pike, the graceful cone that projects to the south of the Bleasdale Moors, and is a favourite resort for the file people. The land is slightly undulating, reaching its greatest elevation at Wheaton. It is, as Camden happily phrases it, full of fresh pastures with scattered woodlands towards the coast. In the west there are broad expanses of mosslands, one of which, Martin Moss, once Martin Mere, and not to be confused with Martin Mere on the other side of the Ribble, we have already mentioned. The lazy wire winds right across the district between banks clothed with gorse or brambles, or fringed with willows. The low-lying land is often flooded, and the tidal part of the river, as I am informed by Mr. Ronald Shaw, who has an intimate acquaintance with the district, is a favourite haunt of the heron and other water-loving birds. Proper drainage has reclaimed great areas of land that so late as the beginning of the 19th century were hardly accessible. The Fylde is dotted with a number of pretty villages, which were a favourite resort of the Preston people, with whitewashed cottages and neat farms, and it is noted for its windmills, which are nearly all of brick and generally whitewashed also. There are a number of old halls into whose history it would be interesting to enter if space allowed. The church at Kirkham will be the earliest founded in the district, but the present structure is entirely modern. Of much greater architectural interest is the church of the pleasant village of St. Michael's on Wyre. The town of Poulton was known a century ago as the metropolis of the Fylde, but it is now quite overshadowed by the port of Fleetwood, near which stands Russell School, and by Blackpool. The Blackpool, from which this place took its name, seems to have been a small pool of peaty-coloured water that opened to the sea by a stream that flowed to the south of Fox Hall. The name still persists, in Leighton. The pool appears to be mentioned as early as 1254, and the name, the Black Pool, can be traced as far back as 1602. By the year 1750, there were on the shore here a few scattered clay-built cottages, with thatched roofs, not even dignified as a village. It was about that time that a certain Mr. Whiteside opened a long thatched building 
as a house of entertainment and having married a woman who turned out to be the only person in the place with a knowledge of cookery he began to cater for the public in this modest establishment as there was not a single shop everything had to be brought from Poulton. Entertainment was provided by strolling players who performed in a barn. The state of the roads was so shocking that the use of carriages and even of carts was well-nigh impracticable, and the transport of goods was carried on by means of pack-horses. For some time expansion was hindered because house-owners feared that further building would spoil their own custom. Development came eventually, however, and the first house was built on the south shore in 1819. Thus named, as Liverpool had been, from a pool whose waters entered the sea, its fortunes as a watering place initiated, as were those of Southport by a single adventurer, occupying very nearly the extreme western point of Amounderness, a district that teems with antiquarian interest. Blackpool, though claiming no share in its past history, as Lytham might do, and with no natural beauty to boast of, has become the great pleasure resort of the vast majority of the population of Lancashire, not to mention other counties, so that it has even been said that the best view of the cotton trade is to be seen in the crowds on its coast, and that, taken as a whole, it is one of the most successful experiments in organised pleasure that is on record. End of chapter 15